Welcome to the PT Legends Podcast, where co-hosts Dave Bess and myself, Scott Carpenter, share our journey in secrets of success. From our humble beginnings as personal training employees of a big box gym, to struggling studio owners that have made every mistake in the book, to where we are now, the owners of a multi-seven-figure business operating multiple personal training studios internationally, and now coach and mentor to fitness professionals in five countries and counting. This is our story, and these are our secrets. Subscribe to our podcast, learn, take action, and build your own fitness empire. Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to the PT Legends podcast. I am Scott. Big Dave, clocking back in. Clocking back in. We have an awesome guest today. Uh, we've got Dan Yumera. He's a CEO of Push Press. He is a former CrossFit gym owner as well. And uh, many of you have may have heard of Push Press software. Uh, some of you, you haven't, but it is a highly impressive um, piece of software that, that Dan has built. So Dan, thanks for being on the show. Great to be on, man. I'm happy to be, uh, happy to be chatting here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got connected just through mutual, mutual people and a lot of our, our PT Legends clients. Um, we've got quite a few that actually use uh, push press for their software. And when I did some digging around into it, I saw how much was actually kind of part of that. You combine a lot of different things, which is a big pain point for Dave and I personally. We hate patching like mm. two, three, four, five, six things together. Um, it's a huge pain in the ass. Um, but but then I looked into push press and you guys have a lot of that in together, which is really cool. But but yeah, you were a CrossFit gym owner. What, you know, how long did you, how long were you an owner for? Ooh, I was an owner for about nine years. I almost hit a decade, but didn't get there uh, from about 2010 till 2019. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Across, and what caused that? Across, across two different gyms, actually, though. So gotcha. Yep. What, what caused you to kind of like get into this, the, the software space? So I've always been a software guy my whole career pre-gym fitness industry was in building software for startups. Um, I, I think I had like a, I like to describe it as a midlife crisis or, a, you know, I wanted to stop sitting behind a desk. My whole, I, I saw where this was going as being a software developer. So yeah. kind of, I got laid off from my space. And right when I got laid off, I was starting to open a gym and I was like, I'm gonna go full bore into this. And uh, ironically enough, as I was opening the gym, started looking for software, I'm a software guy to use, wasn't really happy with the choices kind of like based on what I knew we could be built. So I decided to build software, which kind of just put me right back in front of a computer again. So and here you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, MySpace, man. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah. I got laid off there in 2019, 2008, 2009, 2009. 2009. That's when oh, Facebook yeah. just started taking over the market, huh? Probably they no. actually took they took over in 2006, 2007. Yeah. So this I was is part of the uh, revamp. They were trying to revamp it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That didn't work. Is it still around at all? If I, I every time I do a podcast and I bring up MySpace, I check and it's still around, but I don't know who <laughs> goes there. So. That's scary. I got to go in and find that, and I got to delete a page if it still exists. I doubt yeah. it because because <laughs> how old was I when I had that? Oh, gee. I, I think it's all music now, so I don't even think you can yeah. create like a profile. Well, I guess okay. you can. I don't know. Really? Because that at was it what, again. Dave? That was maybe two thousand four, two thousand. You still got like. Dollar signs 2008, flying through 2008. your page or something. Because I moved to Arizona then. 
And uh, you know what you were like in 2008, Dave. I know what I was like moving to Arizona Dude, in 2008. I got to get that off the internet. I don't like talking about MySpace. I got, this is a story for a different day, completely off. I got catfished on MySpace. So oh, man. I'll tell you, like, it could be a podcast or it could be another story, but I have a let's, great. Let's rename great this episode Internet Legends. Yeah, uh, internet Legends. legends. <laughs> oh, half, of the, half of the audience is like, what the fuck is a MySpace? <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> Oh, uh, so you got into, so you've, you found like, yeah, there's, Hey, there's a gap, um, in the marketplace. I can do this better. And, and you decided to go for it, huh? We did. Yeah. So, um, we kind of put together a, a team that it, ironically enough, like the people who opened the gym with me were also, uh, internet people. Cause that was my circle. And, uh, we all kind of just like put our heads down and said, like, let's build this for our gym. Um, and yeah, the first version we did was kind of like real in, in the software world, you kind of build tests, right? So we built kind of a test case of it. We built it on top of WordPress. That's uh, why the word push, their name push press came about. Mm-hmm. It was like a plugin on top of, of WordPress. Um, <clears throat> realizing that first gym, it was completely not going to work for multiple gyms. Like just realize a lot of problems with it. <clears throat> so we threw that one away and started rebuilding it again, completely from scratch. Uh, which launched with my second gym in 2013. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And I know it's grown into some really amazing stuff because you, you do several things. You've got the whole member management system that'll handle, you know, your classes, your billing, you know, organize all that. But it also, you integrate it with the website that I think you build for people, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Along with landing pages and like if somebody's running ads to certain things and you, you'll connect all that and then you do automations on top of that. Like, so it can automatically, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you can automatically email text leads, former clients like that. Yep. Yep. So think of it as like smart uh, nurturing automation. So a new lead comes into your system. You want to keep a communication cadence with them to keep them engaged. Um, I like to call it man in the middle technique. So like the system should be prompting you like, um, Hey Scott, um, it's, you know, it's, uh, what are your goals? Right. Just something as simple as that. You reply back like, Oh, I'd like to, I'd like to lose weight. I'm 40 now, blah, 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 blah. And then the coach should be able to jump in at that point and be like, perfect. Here's what I recommend or start to add that personal touch on top of it. They can be built as full automations, but I believe like you, what you want to do is not make your coaches or your staff take the time to think and mm-hmm. realize like, Oh, I need to talk to somebody, like get all those conversations started. And then you jump back in on the ones who engage. So it's like you put a fish on the hook and then you reel, you start to reel, right? As a, the system can't reel in as good as you can, right? Agreed. And we, we talk about that with our legends too. Is yeah, you can automate some of that initial stuff, but don't over automate it. No. The whole world the, knows when they're talking to a friggin' bot. That's the fallacy of automation, right? And, and the man in the middle, I think is the most important thing to teach because I just moved to Vegas and I tried to join a gym here and a whole bunch of the gyms that I talked to are on these automations. Mm-hmm. And not, zero of the ones on automations actually got back to me. So I'll be like, oh, hey, Dan, glad you reached out. This is so-and-so from such and such gym. Like, uh, can't wait to come in. Is there anything I can answer for you? And I'm like, yeah, I just want to know what your prices are and your hours are. And I want to know if you do this. And then it'd be like nothing for days, you know? And then I would show up at the gym and the coach would be like, oh, shit, you're coming in. And I was getting, the whole time I'm getting texts. Like, can't wait to see you on Saturday. Hey, I can't wait to see you in an hour. You know, like just those automations. And then I got in, and they're like, "Oh, we weren't expecting anyone." And I'm like, "Do you know how amateur hour that looks, right?" But I was talking to Mark for the last week and a half. Yeah. Mark, Mark just told me he was excited to see me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
They're like marks on vacation. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, you've got to build those things around actually understanding that you're going to talk to people, but you don't have to, rem- you don't have to rem- remember to start the conversation, right? That's the key. Mm. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So yeah, you've got the, um, the, the website with the member management system with automations that can be done with text and email. Um, there's something else too. What am I missing on that? So we have a, we have a member app, which can be upgraded to a branded member app, which mm-hmm. is uh, kind of like that's the mm-hmm. member experience. Right. And, and the, uh, we also have a workout tracking and programming system, which will eventually merge with the member app. Like everything about what we're doing is about building a full stack system yeah. uh, that's intelligent, that should require less work because things are starting to work together. Right. But you can bolt together the things that you want to start working for you. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And yeah, you're bringing the AI in there. So it's a little bit intuitive, right? Yep. Yep. So, you know, an example of that would be um, a lot, what we tell a lot of our gyms to do is celebrate people's wins or celebrate um, milestones or moments for gyms. And again, so it's like, oh, you have to remember that, you know, uh, Dave checked in for his 500th time. And then I have to go to Facebook and I have to make a post and Canva and all that stuff. Well, where we want to go is like, the member app has its own social feed, so you don't have to go to Facebook anymore. So it, it th- that takes the work out of your hands for like finding people on Facebook, stalking them, making friend requests when you don't really know them, inviting them to your group, kicking them out of the group when they quit, all that stuff to like move this, move the social aspect and the community building into your into the member app where you want them to be. And then the AI stuff can take over and be like, oh, it's Dave's 500 check-in today. Let's auto format a cool graphic with Dave's picture on it. And a congratulations for your 500 check-in. You've been here for like 4.5 years. You're kicking ass, Dave. Like no time, but he get, Dave gets the props, right? And that's kind of where the AI, the direction of it's all going. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. So, so I mean, it's, it's all the stuff as a gym owner or studio owner, like that you burn your time doing. Yeah. Right. Um, to create these unique experiences or moments or, or just get work done, uh, a lot of it can be automated, right? Or at least started. And that's where we're going. Well, that's, that's what I love about what you've kind of created is, is the fact that you, you were a gym owner for nine years. Because yeah, yeah. sometimes like I've gotten in and I've done the demos or I like used it for a week or two on, on something. And I can tell I'm like, there's some big disconnection going on here. I feel like it's yeah. a lot of software nerds who have no experience and they're just trying to talk to people and learn and build it. And it just doesn't. Yes. That, that's, so that, that's exactly the feeling I got in 2008 or 2009. Um, is I fe- and, and what I came to find was up until recently, this, the, the, the software industry that was working with gyms were either payment companies who had built software around their payment stack because mm-hmm. they just wanted to capture the payments or it was who I call a bunch of suits, like a bunch of, pe- bunch of people with a lot of money who were just building niche software who didn't understand the niches they were serving. Mm-hmm. And um, that, I think that trend is getting broken up in every industry right now. So it's like coffee shop owners are building their own software, auto body mechanics are building their own software because that problem persisted in the 2010s in mm-hmm. every industry. And uh, you could probably go talk to your local, I don't know what's been a, like a coffee shop or an auto body guy and say like, did you use software 10 years ago? And he probably would say the same thing. Like it was, it was just disconnected. It was really clunky. It was hard to use. I didn't understand it, but there's this new stuff coming out. That's like looking good. Right. I, I think that's the, that's the trend going into the, going to the twenties, 2020s. Yeah. And it, and it should be, cause it's, it's very nuanced, right? 
It's oh, just very yeah. nuanced with what you, what you learn over time and you have to be in it and experience it day to day. And the, the backwards thing about it too, which kills me is how, if you're a gym owner out there and you're on a, you know, an, an older system, like you've probably built your whole business around the software as opposed to being able to build your, build your business and the software works for your business, right? That's kind of yes. the difference. So when I talk to people who have been embedded in some of these other software platforms for a decade plus, it's like, They've written 100-page manuals for their coaches to read. They've built these crazy extensive processes in their business that don't have to take place, but it's really hard to unwind because they've figured it all out, you know? So it, to me, that's, it's crazy that people had, had to go through that much work, you know, to get yeah. their business to work. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. And it's just sometimes the biggest question is if you want to make a change in a business or this or that, like the biggest holdback that we can see is like people are like, well, how do I do that in my system? Mm-hmm. I don't think I can do that in my system. So maybe I have to find a different way. You're right. It, it, you always think about that quite often when making some sort of a switch. And it, it yeah. prevents you from making really good switches or changes. And to be fair, I mean, that software in general, no matter what software you use, it could be Wordle mm-hmm. for, you know, like you can only use Wordle kind of the way Wordle has been designed, right? You know, talk about pop culture of today. Um, but the, the goal is to build software that's elegant enough and extensible enough so that it can kind of ebb and flow. Like to me, the model of everything is the iPhone, right? You get your iPhone, it has a phone and notes and MMS and a couple other things and that's it, right? A calendar. Mm-hmm. But if like even their calendar, like if you're really a calendar or scheduling geek, you're going to, you're going to install other apps that take that do better than their one. Right. So if you're a gamer, you install a bunch of games and, you know, like depending on what you're into, you install the apps in the direction you like to go. And it makes that phone really an extension of your life as opposed to making your life an extension of the phone. Right. Same thing with the business software. Nice. That's really cool. Um, and yeah, we, we got connected because I heard your, I, I heard about you wanting to, um, put in enhanced appointment set uh, appointment options and settings, you know, for uh, PT and, and uh, semi-private doing these different things. And so mm-hmm. I, uh, I heard about that and I wanted to connect with you. Right. And, and you wanted to hear what, what I had to say on it because, you know, our gyms personally have always been PT or semi-private heavy. And that's where some of the, the other pieces other pieces of software fall apart with scheduling and appointment-based things. They're really good on group, on class, but they kind of struggle there. And so that's what you're currently building out right now. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So uh, on two different, I guess in two different trajectories, we're trying to support PT better. One is an appointments functionality and one is with this train system that we've recently launched, which is workout programming. It could be one-on-one, in-person one-on-one or remote or a group in-person or remote group, either, you know, it's good for all four of those actually. Um, yeah, but like, I think what the pandemic really showed to us all was there's a future model of, of hybrid or P, like PT needs to, needs to take place in gyms for them to become financially sound, right? And I know I'm preaching the choir probably with you and your audience, but there's a lot of gym owners out there. It's, and it's not out of a lack of ability to do PT. It's out of a lack of the business acumen or support to build the PT program, mm-hmm. right? Which is, which is wh- why I wanted to talk to you because I needed to understand like how, how is PT built? How do you do it? What do you need? So the software can support the needs of the people who, who are successfully selling private training, semi-private training, or, or, you know, some hybrid type of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
but yeah, that's, that's a big, it's a hard thing. And, and with, with a lot of what we do as well, we have a little bit different sales approach, right? Where we do a seven minute discovery call, a seven minute microwave. And that has been a, adding that into the sales process has been one of the most revolutionary things. It says it sets up everything to make these high ticket sales. Um, and quite often Dave and I use like booking links, right? Whether you use Calendly or Acuity or schedule once, but being able to utilize those to schedule a discovery call or even for your perfect consultation. And so you are actually kind of building one of those in there as well, right? Yeah. So we've always had the ability to share landing page. Like we've always, like from the beginning had a landing page concept. So everything in PushPress can be sold via a link, which we really like. Cause then you can like put it on Facebook, you know, send it in a text, whatever you needed to do. But what we never really did well was appointments scheduling, right? So if you actually want to take time off of my schedule and it needs to be blocked off and it needs to have a 30 minute window afterwards where I don't get another appointment that all that, all that stuff that Calendly and them have built into their systems we didn't have at the time. So that will get similarly a link as well. So it'll be like connected to an appointment type. You can pass it off. Let's say it's like a perfect intro. You can give some, you can just pass off that one link. They can schedule their perfect intro. It knows it's a 30 minute consultation and needs 15 minute windows on both sides. And uh, only these four coaches can do it. Or maybe it's my personal link. So it's only on my schedule. That kind of stuff connects with Google Calendar, two-way sync blocks things off all, nice. all, the, all the stuff Calendly is built. Right. So fantastic. And that two week sync is important. Like, yeah. yeah, that's, that's really important. It's those little things that, that make or break a piece. And it's like, well, this is useless if it doesn't have this one little thing. So I love it how you're kind of researching and figuring out exactly what that needs to be for it to be useful. I mean, all it takes is like, you know, in our design of it, like you, you get booked one time for the 3 PM when you actually had on your calendar, you're picking up your kids right from school. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it's like, either the kids don't get picked up or I've got to call this person and look dumb. Right. So you just do that one time as a gym owner and you're like, okay, well, the two-way sync is like probably the most important thing of yes. all its features. Right. So, yeah, that's it. That's why we, we said no to, God, I don't know how many different ones, especially in the PT world. Cause you'll have somebody that comes up, Hey, can I come in earlier? Or I've got this and, or that, or, or something comes up with you and you just have to do things fast on the go. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to, to have a two-way, a two-way thing. Otherwise, you're going to get double bookings. You're going to get no-shows. You do that enough, and then like you don't rely on the software. So then what do you do? You go back to a completely manual version. That's yep. what happens with all these gym owners. That's a really good point that a lot of people don't think about or, or make is, yeah, if, if you start to lose confidence in your software, you're actually ha- it's wor- it's worse to have to use software than to not use it at all, I think, because then it creates communication breakdowns where like maybe some of your coaches are using it, some of them don't trust it, have mm-hmm. their own Google Calendar links or their own Excel spreadsheets, God forbid, or whatever. So yeah, like that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, because that's what we've run, run into before mm-hmm. with other ones. And it's just, I mean, that's, that's why we switched last time, you know, years and years ago. And uh, yeah, it's a very important thing, so. It's great. This stuff has to come from a gym owner. I didn't even know your background was in software too. That's, that's, that's great. I mean, you just had the best of both worlds. Yeah. It was just a natural, you know, it just, it just was what it was, you know, like open yeah. the gym. So when we opened the gym, we're just like, we're going to make this the most tech forward gym in the area, but we didn't really know at the time we were going to build it all into software as it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd say what's, uh, 
what is, is your biggest challenge with it? What's the hardest part of it? So the biggest, hard, the, I think the hardest part with software development is it, it's really hard. It's really hard work, right? So the running joke I have with myself is if I could go back to 2009, I would tell myself not to do this because it has been 13 <laughs> years of like a lot of work. And in the beginning, it was just me and my other co-founder coding everything. So like I've literally probably put a million lines of code into the system. But now it's like we, we have the money to hire developers and we're reinvesting in that area. But it's how can I explain this easily? Like bugs come up. So it's like, do you focus on bugs or do you focus on appointments? And if you focus on appointments, you can't upgrade the member app. And if you're upgrading the member app and, and not looking at appointments, then what about the check-ins, check-in system or the screens or the, the waivers or the there's just so much stuff built into this software that I was telling you before we, before we got on this that like the appointment stuff is basically Calendly, which by my guess is probably a $5 billion company. We have to build as a feature, you know, mm-hmm. for a software system. It's just a piece of what we do. And when we release it, we have to keep making it better. We have to keep fixing bugs. We have to keep supporting it and work on this stuff over here and over here and over here and over here. So it's working on software is really hard. Now, that being said, I do believe like when you, when you, we do have the inertia now. And when you're working on something really hard, it becomes a moat. Right. So I also know anyone else who wants to build this software has a decade of trying mm-hmm. to build, dealing with bugs, not having the money, you know, having customers pissed off, but you have to focus on something else because you, you know, it's like you're always robbing Peter to pay Paul. Right. And um, so now it's like we've already gotten past that point of like no return. So we are going. But, but it is a really, really hard job to build software, especially something like as wide as what we do. Yeah. I, I and, and with all the different features that you have, I can see that because every time I've tried a trial somewhere else or this or that, it's just you can you can tell it's not that easy. Otherwise, it would have been done. Mm-hmm. There's just yes. got to be so much. So yeah. it's awesome that you're integrating all those different things because everybody would love to shed two or three or four different systems <laughs> and trade it in for one. No doubt about it. Dan, what what keeps you going? Like, this is a grind. Like, I, like, was there a, like, what keeps you going? Because like you said, like. Really good question. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, as a gym owner, here's the thing. I opened a gym because I wanted to help my community. Like I discovered CrossFit, I discovered fitness um, and I fell in love and I wanted to help my community. I wanted to share it. And um, what I've kind of realized in this process is I, we get to help gym owners do that. So now we're at more at scale. Like I get to help thousands of gym owners help their hundreds of clients, right? Like the order of magnitude is bigger. So I was going to say like, um, to what you were just saying, Scott, about how it's a grind and, or how tough it is. What's great about this is we, or it's an Achilles heel. It's double-edged sword. We love gym owners so much and we care about them so much that like, it's worth doing all this. And we get up in the morning, exciting to do it. But when we get people who are like, why can't you just fix this bug? Like, how hard is this? And, and we try and explain like, well, we're trying to do this. And this. it actually really hurts that mm-hmm. like we're failing somebody where sometimes I feel like if we were one of these suits, they don't care. Like, well, I shouldn't say they, I shouldn't put any words in their mouth or if they do or don't care. But when you're more about looking at top line, bottom line profit, you're not connected with the customer as closely as we are. I don't think it would hurt as much to hear someone who I almost consider a friend or I've been watching them grow or whatever, like, can you fix this bug, please? It's hurting me. And it's like, I want to stop everything and just help that person, but you can't run a business that way too. So it's like a hard trade-off sometimes. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. I can understand. Well, the good thing that we have in common is we're, we're the exact same. 
you know, it's, it's, we've got our six locations and we help a lot of people. Um, we know the pain of being gym owners. We've been through a lot. And when we really figure things out, you know, now our biggest thing is we love helping out other gym owners. It is the most, you know, like it's the most rewarding damn thing that you could ever do because you know how hard it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, you, you've, you've been in the trenches and you've walked the walk there in. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, so any way that can simplify gym ownership, make them more money, help take things out of their hands, let them focus on, you know, what they do well, that I'm sure that that is appealing to you as much as it is appealing to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dan, I, I appreciate you having you on. Um, thank you so much. How can they, how can they ch- check out push press? What's the best way for them? Uh, just go to pushpress.com. Um, a lot of information there. We do offer a free, like a fully free account for those of you who just like to kick tires and, and set things up on your own. No credit card required. You can just use it as is. We also have like a, a paid pro version. Um, and that one you can get a demo with. So if you're not, if you, if you're the type who likes to ask questions or get explanations and, you know, have, and, and let me say this, everyone on our team who talks to a customer also has owned or owns a gym as well. We hire usually out of our client base. So not only do they know the system, but they also know what running a gym is like. So if you're the type of person who likes to ask questions or understand, you know, better, um, take a demo. If you're like me, who likes to get in, kick tires and tinker, set up a free account. Either way, it'll get you kind of in the same direction. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's, it's been great getting to know you personally and appreciate you having on. And uh, everyone listening out there, thanks for uh, tuning in. We'll see you next week on the PT Legends podcast. See you guys. Dave and myself, Scott, would love to thank you for tuning in and listening to the PT Legends podcast. You can get direct access to us by joining our free Facebook group. Go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash seven-figure personal trainer. That's seven-figure personal trainer with the number seven. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep on learning and keep on living. Finally, if you picked up any tips whatsoever in this episode that you found helpful, be sure to leave us a review and tell us what you like best about it. Can't wait to see you on the next episode.